You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. So what the Enneagram, for people that don't know now, how is it used today? Yeah, well, what's what's really helpful about the the Enneagram is that, it, again, it, it gets at your core desires, your core fears, those types of things that aren't so on the surface. And when, once you start to understand why you do what you do and why other people do what they do, uh, it can, it can on, a, on a team, on a business team, it can lead to greater unity, greater empathy towards one another, and really greater productivity as you understand your strengths and your weaknesses. So it's a tool to understand the personality differences that each of us are uniquely blessed with or cursed with. Well, I I think, isn't it based a lot on what are these different personality types or characteristics? uh, What do they fear? What are their motivations? In other words, what's sort of driving these different personalities? And they happen to divide it into nine. Okay, there you go. You could quibble on that, whether it ought to be five or 12 or whatever. I guess it doesn't matter. But if if there's some truth in that and there's something you can learn from how you tend to strive to uh, avoid certain things or engage with certain things based on this characteristic, I think that that's probably helpful. Very helpful. And think of the the paint swatch or all the paint colors in Home Depot. You know, you have your primary colors and then you have a lot of different colors that you can mix to create different shades and hues. And so the Enneagram doesn't say that God or just people that only happens to be nine types of people. Uh, there's there, the nine actually can be broken down into 27 types and you can keep creating different colors and, and shades and hues. But the, the Enneagram is a, is a good um, start at looking at nine different archetypes based on yeah core, core fears, core desires um, and core sins, uh, if you will, things that we need to spend more time thinking about than, than other people. Uh, so for me as a type three, uh, I can be very image conscious and think too much about my image, uh, how I look. Uh, I can I can bend the truth uh, or be deceitful. I can see patterns of deceit in my past of kind of uh, <clears throat> bending the truth in order to look good, and that informs my decision making. <laughs> you know, as I make decisions, uh, image is always right there. Uh, it's almost like a glasses that you put on and you, you uh, see a lens that you see things through. And so different, the Enneagram helps us to see which lens uh, we're seeing all of life through and to try on other people's lenses to see how they are viewing um, what we're doing in the workplace and um, and how, how they're coming at it. I love that you talk about the, the core sins that we can be more inclined to, to fall into based on our personality types. I think there's a there's definitely a wave in modern society of of self worship, and you know, do what feels right, mm-hmm. uh, be yourself, whatever it, whatever you, 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 the self are the determining the arbiter of of what's good, 
And, and that's very, very dangerous, right? And, and it impacts our decision-making because if whatever feels right to me and whatever I am kind of inclined to do um, is what's good, then I'm going to do a lot of bad things. And now a lot of people, they hear that and they think, well, okay, so Sanger's talking about drinking if you really want to drink, right? Or doing drugs if you really want to do drugs or doing these things that we already know are bad just because the self is telling, telling me to do it. That's part of it. But it's also what you talked about, right? Image conscious, being too overtly image conscious isn't something that is necessarily, that's not something that mo even I don't think the majority of people would say is an obvious bad, right? There's, there's some benefits to be, to caring about my image, <laughs> not caring at all is, is no good, but caring too much is vanity, right? And so where's the line? But if I'm the, if I have this natural inclination as a three like you to be image conscious, then maybe I'm going to fall into vanity a little bit too much, or maybe I'm going to fall into deceit to protect an image. And that isn't, that isn't what our modern society is telling us to do. That isn't focusing on our values. That's not focusing on our, our values. Um, or maybe it is focusing on values, but it's certainly not focusing on our, our virtues, right? What virtues are important to us? And we should promote and, and focus on the virtues that we want to emulate most closely, not just the feelings that we have that we want to emulate most closely or the the perceived values that we want to emulate. I want to get your opinion on this, Tyler. I think we focus a lot uh, as a culture on the pursuit of values. Um, and I'm not sure where the line is between values that are, um, you know, self-originating, like, I, I just really like this thing, right? Like, like I, I've seen people say, well, pleasure is a value of mine. And I go, is it? Like, you know, I, I'm hesitant to tell you that your values are wrong. Like, and maybe it is something that is important to you. It's certainly not a virtue. It's certainly not a virtue. Um, but truthfulness or honesty, that could be both a value and a virtue. So how do we draw the, how do we differentiate, um, you know, obviously there's a biblical answer to that question, but, but you know, what's a, maybe a more, I don't know, what's your take on where I'm going here? I would even say, I think fun is a, is a virtue, uh, pleasure, you know, is, can be a virtue. Uh, I think, you know, we want our kids to experience pleasure joy, fun, you know, uh, and actually worked with another pastor who, who, uh, wanted fun to be the core value on our team and yeah. another pastor did not, <laughs> you know, yeah. and a lot of churches would look at, look at fun as not a virtue, something that we shouldn't have to consider or work on in the, in the church world. Uh, but we all, we all know overly serious church cultures, church leaders. And so I loved that my friend who is a type seven, uh, on the Enneagram and sevens, uh, have a high need for fun and pleasure and joy, uh, to lighten things up, to add humor into the workplace, to make, to make it not so stuffy, but, but enjoyable. Uh, and so I, 
yeah, I, I think, um, it's helpful to know that, uh, and, and to actually rely on other people and their, the, the virtues that they just kind of naturally kind of ooze out of them and to bring that into the workplace and value all of those different lenses and, and virtues that people are bringing. Wouldn't you agree that the number three is the best one? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that, I'm interested to know I'm with you. if, if I, any of them resonated so. with you. We're in unanimous agreement. I, I, on that. Think, I think between the three of us, we can agree that the three is the best. I think three is is the most valued in our culture. I think America is more, has a three culture. And so Definitely. I think threes just get propped up like, oh, you're deceitful or you've been the truth. Yeah, but you're really productive. <laughs> you know, you really help our company. And so I think threes get a little bit of a pass and are, yeah, are really, you know, they tend to be the homecoming kings and queens, the, you know, great team leaders. Uh, they're oftentimes admired and get the, the employee of the year. You know, they're, they're just productive, efficient. And so yeah, just highly valued in our culture. Is that because, um, I mean, certainly there's cultures that don't value three, maybe they value others um, higher. I think there's lots Is of that, people we know that don't value threes. Yeah, losers, <laughs> losers. Um, <laughs> do... Is that because, oh, well, we just, I, like a lot of times when people say, oh, well, our culture values this, it, it's almost like a negative lens. I'm not saying that that's what you necessarily meant by that. Um, but a lot of times it's like, oh, well, you know, we're so wrong for for valuing work ethic, right? Um, and that's usually people who are not threes that are saying that we're wrong right. as a country right. to, to do that. But is that because, oh, well, we just happen to? Or, um, oh, our unique history caused us to that. Or is it the case that more often than not, a culture is going to value leaders. A, a group of people is going to say, well, the leaders are going to, the guys at the top, I guess, they're, they're going to be the ones that that are the most valuable for us. So if you're like them, that, that's good. But I, I think when we look at electing leaders, we elect people <clears> with, <throat> with competence, who work hard, who are diligent, who want to lead, who speak a lot and, and have those characteristics and sort of, it's, it's a self-fulfilling situation there. Don't you think? I, I don't know if there's an, is there, is, any, is there an example of a country that doesn't, or a culture that doesn't value threes or maybe values another? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, Latin America, South America has a very seven culture, very friendly, joyful. You know, they don't care as much about being on time uh, like a three would. A three, you know, okay. that's going to hurt efficiency and productivity. So yeah. seven, it's much more of a like even Mexico, even, you know, you go south, there's much more hospitality, less of a concern for being on time and productivity. It's more um, family based. Uh, you know, You know what I'm saying? And you could go to, to Asia, and it's a very uh, loyal culture, a very six-like culture where you submit to authority, uh, you're, you're loyal to your family and friends, family comes before career. You know, oftentimes in America, careers are valued over family, like you can sacrifice your, your time with your kids in order to, to get ahead. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, you can go almost continent by continent and start to see some things so here. So there are help. places where that, you know organically a culture develops and has a robust history and success and vibrant culture. And they just didn't get there with 
the three is leading the way. I wonder why that developed because I'd never thought about that before. But obviously, I think you're right. Obviously, I'm, we're a little biased. We're like, how could you? How could you be successful without the three? Um, how could you be successful without the achievement and the leadership? I mean, right. And I and I think those other cultures are probably equally annoyed. Oh, for sure. By cultures that are less hospitable, you know, hospitable or less uh, family oriented or you know less. Uh, you know, driven to follow the crowd or, you know, whatever it is. I'm sure they look at us and go, how do they survive? Thanks for making the great decision to listen in to this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.